and the greatest. I saw a bird hitting its head on a piece of wood the other day. Man, what a pecker. Hi, welcome to Judd and Earbuds, the only podcast you have to look directly in the eye when you're talking to. My name is Judd, I'm your host, and I'm sitting here with another comedian. He is a comedian, he's a videographer, he is a host of a new mic in the city, he also wears glasses, so he's been doing this all blindly. Yes. Give it up for Brandon Wine. Brandon, Hello. how are we doing today? I'm doing great, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's fun. We are in a location that we cannot say because we have already had security called on yeah. us. Yeah, we're going to videotape it. For, for <laughs> videotaping this, so it's all audio. Like every podcast, all audio. We're we're here and we're sipping on some some coffees and we're enjoying it. Let's start off. Where where are you from? How many years are in comedy are you? Because you're you're fairly new, correct? Yeah, I'm from the Milwaukee area. Parents are divorced, so I lived in Eastside Milwaukee, and then I also grew up mainly in Germantown. I'm doing comedy probably about two years. I actually started maybe like four or five years ago in Minneapolis, kind of just dabbling. <laughs> I kind of got my head, took a break, and then I just knew this is what I want to do. So quit my job and move back home, uh, pursue some other things, and I've and, uh, been doing comedy pretty much every night of the week. Yeah, and, and that's that's a thing that Milwaukee can offer you. Yeah. Minneapolis is great, too. They have they have mics every single night. Minneapolis great scene. I've actually had some people uh, come to a show that were from Minneapolis, and they were they were saying how, how great the scene is over mm-hmm. there. I mean, just finding your way in, this, in each city has a different scene is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, my, my last time in Minneapolis before like I took a break, I actually followed Nick Swartzen on stage, if you know. You know Nick yeah. Swartzen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's from Minneapolis, and he would show up to the open mics, and essentially he showed up one day because he was in town, and essentially just waited at the bar i was third last and then they come up to me and like you're getting bumped for nick and what are you gonna say except okay you know <laughs> what i mean because it's nick swartzen i remember everybody was in the room listening to him so you did like 50 people in the room and then as soon as they called my name i was first off i was trying to enjoy his set and think about mine and as soon as they called my name i walked up the stage everybody just got up and left <laughs> and that and that felt so cold dude. it's it's a hard thing to follow <laughs> nick yeah yeah, I, I think seasoned veterans would have a hard time following that. Yeah. Uh, let alone only being two years in, man. Well, I was like a four, three months in oh, at that point. <laughs> Maybe like a month. So yeah. intimidating. Yeah. yeah but so, so cool to see. Oh, it's it's a good it's a good story for sure. Yeah. Seeing seeing people like now and and seeing like really amazing stand ups mm-hmm. do smaller mics is crazy to see it's it's really cool um and it's like almost like a time where you just want to just like bask in the moment you just don't want to for sure yeah and then i had to get ready to go up immediately (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's so fun so you're from you're from the area though and you live mostly in germantown uh growing up yeah not anymore i live in milwaukee now but yeah yeah. but but like your your upbringing being it was almost like out of the city but close enough to the city yeah well i also lived in the east side milwaukee so my dad lived in the east side milwaukee so i kind of had like country and city friends it was so i had like a good mix of of people that i grew up with where i kind of got to hear all aspects of of american life i guess you got flannels and you got jordan yeah exactly yeah as i'm wearing that right now who Yes, I would say you were probably uh, a shoe aficionado. I would say do you like, you like your shoes. I like my shoes, but I, I, I mean, anything I'm spending on money is going towards something that's gonna develop me right now. Any shoes that I get, I get at the Nike outlet store. It's it's oh, it's where you. Very you nice. Fi- I always find like things I don't see on their on their store. Judd and Earbud, sponsored by the Nike Outlet Store. Yeah, if you can't yeah. find it in the normal store, get mm, the outlet. You can always find a nice when you're driving by a nice. Uh, come up recently got into like the I, I'm, a, I'm a decent sneakerhead. i don't usually wear them out they are just in my house just sitting there 
But I, I, I got, uh, I just won a raffle yesterday, actually. I got a nice pair of uh, Jordan 1s in a raffle. You know Very those nice. sneakerhead raffles? Do you know what kind? Yeah, uh, Jordan 1 gold lasers. All right. Yeah, they're pretty right. sick. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then, you know, I'll probably just flip them. I, don't, I, don't, well. I mean, I'm not going to. What gonna, size are they? Ten and a half. Ah, uh, right. I'd take them off your, <laughs> take them off your hands. <laughs> but it's cool. It's the, first, it's the first raffle you ever I've ever won. Yeah. I, I never win that. I raffles. know. They're so hard. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've been told. They're like so hard. And I and I was like, all right, well, I put in for I put in for two yesterday morning. And then I got a. There was one shoe that was uh, it was like a Billie Eilish Jordan 15. All right. Which you don't have to know anything about shoes, but imagine what Billie Eilish would wear. Well, for just the Jordan yeah. 15. Well, even the name. You could flip oh, those yeah. things, too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they were obviously a lot more money yeah. if I would have won. But I got it. I got an email and I was like, oh, did I win those? Yeah. Was I'm it based like, on your size, or was it just that was the size of the shoe? I don't know how it's based. It. Also, it's like like you send an account up in the, through the app, and it's you win, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh crap, I didn't pick what shoe size yeah. or anything. It just goes off of all the information in the app. So okay. you said you won. It got charged to your card. Really? <laughs> They're coming. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, because the cards aren't on file. On sure. The, in the app. So yeah. I told you one of my stories that kind of made me take a break and and really really hurt the ego. What what was uh? I'm sure you have one starting where you just like were like crap. Dude. Of comedy. Yeah. Comedy. Oh yeah. There's so much stuff. I was with this girl and and one of her like friends owned a bar type thing, mm-hmm. and they wanted to have a show. They're like, well, we have a sound system, and we have this show and things and that. I was like, all right, well, we need to put it out far enough so that we can, you know, promote it. I can get comedians. I can, and we push it out far enough that we can months and months in advance to to get ready for this show, so I can do yeah. marketing and get some people. <clears throat> and in that time, me and my girlfriend at the time broke up. Mm. So I'm no longer f- friends with this person that's running the show. Oh man. So. It then becomes a thing of like I get there and she she wants to talk about what happened to us <laughs> and I'm like I you know this and that and like it was very awkward and yeah. then we're like I I was like can I do a mic check and stuff I want to do that and they're like okay here we go they hand me a wireless mic and I was like oh this is already very risky yeah uh, and I start talking on the wireless mic and I'm like all right this sounds all right but there's no one in the bar. Mm. And it's a free show. They're paying us, but it's a free show. So bar starts filling up. And once people get in there, no one can hear over the mic. Like, no, you can't hear anything on yeah. the mic. And the mic starts cutting out because there's people in the way between oh, the, yeah. the yeah, server and that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of wireless mics. So it's, so it's getting to the point where I'm like, oh, this is getting worse, yeah. worse. And all of a sudden, I see my ex's family show. Oh, and now I'm about to Roaster. eat eat <laughs> a bag of shit in front of them, and they also they didn't even know I was going to be there. Oh no! They just were going down there because it's their friend's bar, and a bunch of people were not ready for comedy. And the, the setup was the door was right by the stage, so people would come in and walk in front of the stage to get to the bar. So people that were sitting for comedy that were there for She's comedy build a setup and would not see, would, would literally see people there. in the way yeah. who did not know what was happening. Yeah. So the mic starts cutting out halfway through my set mm-hmm. and then goes blank. The batteries die. Oh, fantastic. And so the owner has to come on stage, get me, take the mic away. And I'm now yelling my set 
to half an audience because they can only hear me. Everyone else is talking in the back that's not here for comedy. It's awful. We get the mic back. I have finished my set. I'm off. We have AJ go up after me. And AJ, no one's listening to him. So AJ takes the wireless. Mic or no? He had the wireless mic. It's back. The batteries are back. Mm-hmm. He has. He goes outside. He just goes outside. Starts walking <laughs> down the street <laughs> with the mic. With the microphone. Is it still working? And it was still working. That's he didn't know if it was or not. He yeah. just starts talking to people on the sidewalk. He's like, "It's terrible in there. Don't go." Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> it was just. Um, and we're trying to make the best of it. And then Rich Demore closed up the show, and Rich just goes and plays darts in the back with the wireless mic. Talking and he just goes and plays darts with the guys. Yeah. <laughs> like that's his set was. He wasn't even on stage. He was just in the back roasting this this dart game. That was how we got through it all. And after that, I was like, this is the worst thing I could have possibly imagined. Just had one of those nights, yeah. one of those shows. It's it's interesting. The more I'm learning, like as as I'm getting started off, as I'm starting to get booked places, it's always fun. I, like I love going out. I never complain about it. But dude, there's some there's some bad. <laughs> People just don't know how to set up shows, I feel like, sometimes. Well, it's also a lot of out of your control. So there's a lot of things out of your control, yeah. especially producing a show. So I produce a bunch of shows here in Milwaukee, outside of Milwaukee, and, and the biggest thing is you you can market as much as you want, but mm-hmm. you phys- they physically still have to come to the show. Yeah, You still have to have an audience. And yeah. that's the biggest thing for me that I worry about. How have you managed that? If you know there's aspects you can't control, what are you doing? Because I'm starting a couple shows myself. Yeah. So, well, that's a. I mean, it's a good question, but it's also like you you do as much as you can. You you can feel like you're you're working your ass off doing as much as you can, and you have to feel, be happy with that at the end of the day, to know that you did everything you could to try to get people. In the if they don't come, they don't come. Like for sure. Last night, uh, you hosted uh, at the the Milwaukee Improv or at the Lab, the Milwaukee Improv, which you were battling a few different things. You had the Packer game. Yeah. You had Shane Gillis headlining the improv. Yep. Uh, you had other shows going on in Milwaukee. Yep. But you still had a great crowd that came out. Yeah. No, so, I so think it's like I just have some supportive people in my life who, you know, it was a big deal to host the improv. I, any comic who knows comedy knows, like, the name behind, you know, the power behind the name of the improv. So I was yeah. super pumped and... Fortunately, they they put it a little bit early in front of the in front of the Packer game, so I think that helped a little bit. Yeah, that did yeah, for yeah. sure, and but also like things like that, like planning. Like I'm, I have a show that I'm booking right now. Brag, I know, Humble for, for for February, mm. and I'm already looking what weeks are is the Super Bowl. What weeks are you know like what days? You are, gotta you you, gotta. you have to, and then you're like you're competing with it regardless of whether yeah. you think you're not because even if. I mean, it's the Super Bowl. Even if the Packers aren't in it, everyone's going to have a party. Yeah. You know? And, it, and it's they like, don't want to see comedy, so they want to watch football. Yeah. It is what it is. And there's, like, shows that, like, well, November tw- November 20th or, or, like, close to Thanksgiving or, like, the holidays. That, those are hard shows to do, too, mm-hmm. because you have so much going around there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's 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 a lot of stuff you have to get to figure out. Yeah. And, but yeah I'm trying, trying to figure everything out myself. It's a headache. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. But it's <laughs> yeah, exciting. It's, I'll say when when you get a good crowd, you're like, after you you kind of look at it, you're like, heck yeah. yeah, I did this. I I promoted it like this. Yeah, the shows I'm trying to line up right now, which are pretty much there. I just now I have to figure out the details. I got the go ahead. They're great venues, so I'm really excited about them. I try to choose. I don't just try to set up a show. I try to at least pick a venue that I think I can build something successful in. And this is all new to me, so 
we'll see how that goes, you know. Yeah, and I, I think you're ambitious enough that, that you have that going for you. You also have a video uh, aspect where you can make yeah. promotional videos. Yeah, you said I was a videographer. I, I think I'm just more of a guy guy with a camera, <laughs> you know. I wanted to build it up so yeah. much. <laughs> no, no, dude, I, I worked for my cousin who does videography. He's incredible, Alpha Digital Pro, if you guys are looking for video content. But I just learned everything th- through him. Of And I, th- I think the power of video is, you know, things like TikTok and all that is really is really even though you know some aspects of tiktok the dance and all that i'm not i'm not a huge fan of i think the capabilities of content you kind of have to start exploring in that i mean you're doing your podcast you i i just think the more avenues you have as long as you can you know mentally stay together you know yeah. just keep grinding towards that towards comedy towards video and i mean i just i just worked so i also work at the improv i serve there on the weekends um because you know as a side job i was it wasn't necessarily for the money not that you know don't like the money but i just wanted to be around comedy and i wanted to see what people who are quote-unquote successful look like in comedy i mean i've spent a bunch of shows but to do it every weekend and and somebody who just came in the other day had a mid-afternoon show she's famous from tiktok it was her second comedy performance ever in front of 400 people that blew my mind and that's because of tiktok Dude, I was like, it was awful, but it was, (laughs) (laughs) okay, I shouldn't say it was awful. They very much enjoyed it, but from a standpoint of, like, what I think comedy is, um, she was essentially playing TikToks and then commenting on on stage, but but she sold it out, and and I have respect for anybody who can build a following and and become successful, you know? It's crazy. See, I mean, a lot of of stand-ups, a lot of stand-up comedians will shit on people that do a show because they're TikTok famous mm-hmm. or they're like, oh, it's so easy to do it then. I'm like, no, their show isn't about the craft of stand-up comedy. Yeah. Their show yeah. is for their fans. They've built a base. That, they, they're yeah. likable. That's I think that's so much in comedy is being likable. Yeah. Instantaneously. Yeah. I mean, whether or not they, they have the craft of structuring a joke sure. and, and working on it and sure. crafting like that, they have a different aspect of they've gotten a hold of something that we as stand-ups would love to have mm-hmm. but they've gotten to benefit off of their whether it's their their looks or their dances or or the, no, their, she was in, their, their yeah. funny their funny quirks about them that they can capitalize on or uh you know make make light of you know and that's the, that's the thing that's great yeah now she built a brand and and she's she's killing it so you, you can't you can't hit on success. I, I don't think you can hit on success. No. You know? Just and, and that's why I, I always like people, especially it's in a small scene as Milwaukee is. I think the Milwaukee comedy scene is very small. I think it's growing and I think it's getting better. Like more and more people are putting on shows, but I agree it is it is small. Well, also the thing is I want to see success in it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I know there's a lot of animosity for people who get shows or the people who who who, who get to do certain shows. Yeah. And I never really have animosity for it because I want them to do good i want them to be the more people that i look at it as like i'm always trying to work with other people and create content with other people i have i just did something with cody cody heck and ryer you know ryer cameron yep. we did a video a couple videos people who are funny or people who are like, i like i just want to yeah like you said i want other people to be successful because if i know i have a relationship with people i just hope that opportunity will come back if, if you provide opportunity for other people not that i i am but i'm just finding out ways i provide opportunity for myself and then thus other people so I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I, yeah. And like shows, shows are, are for the audience, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can be as upset you are. Oh, I didn't get booked for this and that. And this yeah. I was like, I hope that show's great. I hope this show's 
going to be amazing if I didn't get on it. That's yeah. fine. I'm booking a couple shows, and it's like I'm close friends with some people, but they probably won't get on the show because ultimately my goal is to make the best, like you just said, make the best comedy show that I can for the area that I'm booking the show yeah. for. And, and there's a lot of different different aspects into mm-hmm. booking a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm obviously not the best to... to, to talk about booking shows because sometimes you know there there are certain criteria you need to hit because you can't have the people do the same thing over and over mm-hmm. there's certain comics that are alike in their st- in their joke telling and you don't want them to be back to back to each other yep you know it, d- it doesn't hit as well but there's conservative also conservative liberal crowd all that yeah, stuff I mean know? there's there's a lot of things but also at the same time you want to have have everyone in the crowd get a little bit of something they like yeah so because comedy is subjective you like something that you think something's funny. I might not think it's funny, mm-hmm. but also I might think something funny, and you might not. Yeah. So you want to get you want to get a, a diverse and robust uh, kind of joke telling ability of yeah. different comics, and then that will make a great show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like doing stuff like that. Like I, I I think the comedy scene is great, but I I look at it more as a team. We're all just a team. We're all at the same goal of making. I don't think it everybody great. looks at it that way because there's always got competitive. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just don't think most people look at it that way because ultimately when when you're on stage, it's just you. Yeah. And all they see is you on stage or them on stage versus you. I don't know. I think for people who work hard, I think there's a, there's enough to go around if you, if you keep working hard. And I wasn't getting opportunities, so I kind of tried to do things like I'm doing and I, to, to hopefully build opportunities, creating my own shows, doing video content, getting a job at the improv. Yeah. It was like I just saw that as an opportunity, and because of that, I've gotten opportunities, but I also work my... I try to work my ass off when I'm there. So yeah, and that's and that's probably the thing is like you try to burn the candle as much as possible to try to to try to make a flame. You mm-hmm. know that analogy didn't even make sense, but it worked. You know it uh, makes it sounded, se- it, it, it makes sense. sounded it makes sense if you don't think about it was it, it sounded fantastic. Yes, all it the all the fantastic. Jedi warriors listening right yeah. now definitely <laughs> Jedi, loved it. Jedi, war- I like that. Um, but yeah, what what would mine be? I need I need a name for my fan base. <laughs> the wineries. My three people. <laughs> the three people who follow me. The fine wine club. I call myself the wine and dine, so no. there you go. Wine and, di- wine and diners. There yeah. All right. Uh, the wine and cheese club. I like it. I mean, your your li- last name can can be yeah. You know, very simple. Yeah. All right, we can go. Uh, we'll we'll touch on this a little bit. Sure. We're not going to do a lot. Sure. What do you feel about the name, the chanting of your name recently? I love it. I don't even care about the politics. I just, I just want to play it off as like, hey, I'm cheering for myself. I it's the dumbest I, thing. Like like uh, the fact that people are like, oh, I'm gonna like people like yeah. chanting it at sports games. I mean, I just saw a stadium a soccer game where a stadium was chanting, "Let's go, Brandon!" Like everybody was chanting, "Let's go, Brandon!" So it's like, my favorite thing is the people that are starting the chants are the same people that were like. Keep my politics out of my sports. <laughs> and I'm now like, that's, they're bringing it yeah, to the stadium. That's true. To be to be fair, it's like that was she could have just embraced it and moved on with the interview. And she created that, the lady who yeah. was interviewing that NASCAR guy, and she created a hilarious moment by by just bullshitting. You know? Yeah. Well, dude, improv. newscasters are funny. They're just like they're people, and then the second the camera goes on, I feel like they're not people <laughs> anymore. Well, they have know? to have some sort of professionalism yeah, to But them. it's not even professionalism. It's just like, it seems fake to me. It, oh, yeah, You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I want, an, I want news that's just like, 
people being people. You want a more genuine want, news. Yeah, I also want to be able to subscribe to sportscasters where they just like swear and say whatever they want. I think that's also would be a funny idea. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's pretty much what bars to us. Yeah, They're but like ESPN, I want them to bring like Pat McAfee and I don't know, a comic or something like that who loves sports and just like comment on it and, and just say ridiculous. Have that almost like serious like some if you ever yeah. listen to some of those shows. Those are those are the same like that. But I think it's very it's very funny to see people be as straightforward on camera yeah. and then off camera they're like just just yeah. let loose. Yeah. 100%. Which which is, you know, that's their job. You, they are trained to do this. Mm-hmm. But it's also comedians are kind of built the same way. There are it some is. people that get on stage that is are basically a caricature of who For they sure. really are. For sure. I'm trying to figure that out myself. I always want to be myself, but the more I see the actually the more I serve comics, it's funny to see how close they are when you're actually just like talking to them to to what they are their presence is on stage and what or if they have a persona or whatnot yeah for me that's that's difficult i feel like my emotions and attitudes change and and then that affects my set and i'm trying to find a way to like how do you cultivate a consistent set and a consistent i guess attitude or persona on stage and is that something i want to do i don't know it's something i I think about i i feel like they bring like a they bring their own personal experiences into their joke writing and things like that but also I think everyone that gets on stage is a little bit of a caricature of mm-hmm. themselves. You know, it sure. is is a little bit of a more bigger than who they are mm-hmm. or they're trying to downsample, you know, because not everyone can can be that um, in tune and, like, engaging with you. And then when they For get sure. off, they're like, oh, thank you. you know, mm-hmm. that's nice. yeah. Which is good because I think it shows that when people get, like, they say Will Ferrell is a is a good example, uh, or Anthony Jeselnik, or anything like that. Anyone who has a big character, they say Will Ferrell, when without the camera, is not a very funny person. Yeah. But as soon as that camera goes on, the light goes on, he is just on. Yeah, I my favorite, like one of my favorite comics, Patrice O'Neill, who I dressed up as mm-hmm. yesterday. Which, Talk- which, by the way, he did not look like Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> he was just wearing a mink coat. I and think had I would have been canceled if I tried to yes. look like yeah. Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. But I wore a coat and a, and a purple purple shirt yeah. chain all that all that stuff but uh, no he's he, he said something about like um how comics we'd like give our pieces of ourselves to people in a way when we're on stage because it's like people not laughing it's like the there's like an emotional toll behind that and it, and it builds up over time in your head and, and i think i definitely got gone through that where it's like there's just weeks where i'm just feel kind of drained off of it i don't know yeah. if you ever ever hit that oh yeah i yeah. mean mentally it's it's a it's a big thing especially when you're up there, like you said, up by yourself, mm-hmm. you're up there by yourself. You're, you you've cultivated these jokes and wrote pieces that are that you hope will bring joy to people, and then it doesn't, and you're like, "Wow, I didn't do." Or you've done it a bunch and it just didn't work at all, and I'm like, "Yeah, is this a shit joke?" Yeah, <laughs> you know and, that and I've you been start, doing for a year and you start just getting in your own head, and yeah. you're into a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, number one, you're always going to be your biggest critic. Mm-hmm. You know, you could have a great set, but you messed up one punchline. That's the only yeah. thing you remember from yeah. that set. Yeah. And mentally, it's a very taxing, uh, I would say, career. You see a lot of people need to take breaks. And a lot of people, um, you know, have trouble or. It's a marathon is what I'm trying to trying people, to think about it. Um, you know, Cliches, that is. Also, it's like a lot of people resort to drugs and alcohol f- mm-hmm. to to like get over the the pain of, of certain things because at the same time you're an artist Judd is shooting up <laughs> crack right now as we as, I'm, we, as I'm we talk s- smoking the needle of a crack <laughs> rock right now um but yeah that's it's, why they didn't want us filming and that's probably why it was the needles also definitely afraid of needles that's really that's big big i 
don't I hate them. Um, needles and snakes are my two. Really? Yeah. I almost died from a rattlesnake once. See, you shouldn't be that close to a rattlesnake ever. I was hiking in Arizona. Don't. And, and it was a baby one too. And if you know anything about like poisonous snakes, babies no. are danger more dangerous because they don't control their venom ducts. So I think that's what it's called. So like they just put all their, their venom in you, and I literally almost stepped on one. And then we saw each other at the same time, and I just like fucking snake <laughs> just that's ran. It's terrifying. My heart, my heart's never beat that Never. Fast. Never. No. <laughs> Don't go outside in any snake-infested place ever. Yeah. Arizona, stay inside. But, yeah, like, mentally, it's it's a hard thing to do. And just mental health in, in general, I think, needs to be less stigmatized in the world. I think we're, we're trying to get there. I think more and more people are just realizing that everybody has something going on. Yeah. And just work through it and figure out what you got to do to maintain it. Yeah, well, I think, I think you know... Especially with with the the male species, for sure. For you sure. know, mm-hmm. there's always a uh, well. We're men; we can you know just push it down and 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 do that. I think that needs to be less stigmatized. You know, like yeah. people have problems. Yeah, deal with your problems. You know, and and talk to people. You don't have to bottle it up. Mm-hmm. And especially being in comedy, when you have your you're in your own head so much, that can be a scary place for a lot of people. You yeah. know. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. And, and you, you get to take a break, because because you were burning yourself out, being in your head of trying mm-hmm. to like do too much. Yeah. With for I mean I kind of was there the last yeah. couple of weeks with because uh, I do like a vlog that that's been kind of draining. So I'm kind of finding people that I can pay to to like take over certain aspects so I can more so focus on the actual comedy thing, but still be putting out content essentially. And so. and and that's that's also good fact when you when you get more into it you can find people that are in that that you know that can help you along mm-hmm. the, the way you, know, yeah. you don't have to do everything by yourself yeah um which is which is nice you know? yeah man yeah looking at my face all day on <laughs> camera is not fun so what's what's worse is your face or your voice which one is worse man which one do you hate worse that's a difficult question i know uh, isn't when it? it comes to editing probably your voice because it's like it's yeah because you'll yeah because you hear yourself differently than what everybody else hears yeah, yeah. okay 100 percent. that's fair yeah. yeah, it's, I mean, for me, I think I look, I don't I don't like how I look in any picture of me on stage. Yeah, you're, you're a good looking guy. Well, thank you. Uh, Brandon is now scooting over and touching my arm. <laughs> um, I just want that crack. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I am, I'm, and I'm not a, a bad looking person. Obviously, I've had plastic surgery, so, I mean, that's helped. But are you joking? Or are you actually no, like that's serious. That was serious. That I thought that was serious. a made-up joke. No, was it from like baseball? Get yep. hit in the face with a baseball? Wow. Two, two baseballs to the face. Yeah. Wow. But I, I still think like all my like mannerisms on stage, terrible. I don't, yeah. I don't like any of them. Mm. Anytime I see a picture of me telling a joke or like yeah. me like telling that, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, why am I doing? <laughs> like, don't do that. Somebody sent me a picture with that fur coat. I just look sweaty. And gross. <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, this was just awful. In here, this was smart. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you're on stage, you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's very funny. But I think my voice now, I mean, I've listened to it so much that it's almost like, yeah, I, I know what I sound like. So. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything else you want to get on the podcast, man? You want to talk about anything else that you that you want to promote or, or, or talk about? Just a couple of shows I have coming up. I have a show November 12th at Puddler's Hall. I have, uh, I have a Halloween show uh, probably this weekend, tomorrow, so I don't think this will be out yeah, by then. This yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... How was it, guys? Well, did you go to it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be fun. I'm dressing up as a costume. I got to do all jokes as that costume, so I actually have to write that tonight. So, 
What costume are you doing? So I'm wearing similar to yesterday, but I'm going to dress up as like David Attenborough underneath like the pimp coat and everything. And I'm going to be the evil David Attenborough. Evil David Attenborough. So it's like instead of him, like the guy from National Geographic who loves nature, Mm -hmm. I'll be like, monkeys love coconuts. That guy, I do that joke. I'm just going to be like essentially hate nature and hate people and just hate everything because it's just like destroy the planet. That's a good good premise. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I wrote out a bunch of stuff like. My jokes are like I'll have I have like a pimp chalice cup and I'll be like this isn't booze it's actually Keurig coffee because fuck the planet like I don't know yeah it's just like the first thing that came to my head but essentially I'll just make fun of it. everybody says it's kind of a last minute thing because you're literally writing a new five minutes off of a character that yeah. you probably never get to use hopefully I get something out of it where I can use it on my David Attenborough bit but but it'll be fun I my friend Ben Meyer uh, I he did a show for me a couple years ago and it was uh, close to Christmas and he got to be drunk Santa Claus. And he said that was fun writing yeah. out of yourself, you know. Hundred percent. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the loose looseness of of the show. You know what I mean? And not having pressure to like it has to be good because everyone knows I'm. We're all just making this shit up. Yeah. Five minutes. I mean, it took me it took me two years to have my first five minutes that I did at the improv when I got a set over the weekend. That took me two years to like feel okay with that, and I still feel like there's so much work to do on it. But yeah. But other than that, I mean. Follow me on, on TikTok. Follow me on Instagram. I put content on in there. YouTube. It's all just Brandon Wine. W E I N. At Brandon underscore W E I N Wine. All right. Brandon there you Brandon go. Wine. Find him Brandon on. Brandon Wine Comedy on YouTube. Find him on TikTok. Go double tap his Instagram posts. Yes. Go look at him. YouTube too? Yeah. Yeah. That's where I put the vlogs and yeah. shorts. I actually just put a short up there. I was surprised in like two days. I got like a thousand views on one of my shorts, which, wow. which for me was, that's Heck a lot. Yeah. For me. There you go. <laughs> thousand yeah. views. Look at me. He's on the rise right now. He's also on Junior Buds. This is going to yeah, get you. Well, this is, this is going to take away price. This is the, <laughs> this is the, <laughs> best. Say, this you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you, comedy career you peak, this is coming down now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're going to take away views from this. Yeah. <laughs> also, I just start just going negative. Like what? I saw, I don't know why this made me laugh, but I saw a video yesterday of it, it was like a fourteen dollar fourteen dollar bill it was like fourteen dollars and thirty cents yeah and he for the tip they went negative fourteen dollars and thirty cents and then the total they put zero dollars <laughs> I was like that's the funny that's imagine wow. imagine just doing that yeah. obviously he probably did did it for the joke for yeah. the video but that's a very funny joke that, yeah no hilarious yeah hilarious but man. well Brandon thank you for taking your time out yeah um, yeah dude so, Jedi Warriors um if you need to see me do comedy. Again, go to JudRemminger.com for all my tour dates. I will be at The Bend. I will be in West Bend. I will be at Broken Bat Brewery the next week after that. And then I will be all around Milwaukee for November. And then December, same. And then come January 8th. I'm telling you right now, this is brand new. January 8th, we have Jeffrey Asmus coming to Adidine Coffee January 8th. So Ooh. get your tickets now. They should be on sale by this time. If not, wait another week. I'm still trying to get the marketing done for that. But uh, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Judd out. I blacked out. I don't know what happened. Hey, Christian Yelich, what's your favorite comedy podcast? Um, I mean, I listen generally to sports podcasts, but if I had to go strictly comedy, I'd go Judd and your earbuds.